Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Get up, get up, get up. It's the Get Up Show. It's the podcast. It's the podcast. Hey, we're doing the podcast. The podcast. Yay. Time for the podcast. It's the Simon Says Podcast. Podcast. Welcome. It's part of the Get Up Show here. I'm Sean. Maddie's over there. Charlie's on vacation. You know that stuff, man. This time of the year where nobody's here at the same time and there's like three of us in the whole building. Well, there's not much going on in general. I mean, so look. How dare you? No, I'm just saying around here. How dare you? We're making magic happen every day. Yes. <laughs> this is the hub of magic and excitement. Please click a like. Oh, it's podcast 152, I've been told. Right. Click a like and subscribe on to it if you want to. We would love that. So it's... uh. Oh, and shout out to all our new listeners uh, from all over the country after I accidentally sent an email to the entire company. Yeah. I mean, you got in trouble for that. I never did hear anything else about it, so I think you're safe, but... What was the big deal on that? You 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 always send an email out about the podcast yeah, every whenever week. We, yeah, whenever we put up the the podcast, I send out an email to yeah. everybody in our like our area. Yeah, who subscribes to our newsletter? Which, by the way, please do because I send you cool emails. Yeah, um, I clicked the wrong button and sent it to a company wide nationwide email database of over a couple hundred thousand people. Excellent. So work. I exposed. A couple hundred thousand people to this, what we call the podcast. Wow. Dang it. And I wasn't even here for that. No. One. I was on vacation so we, when you did that. Yeah, well, it's okay. We It was a really good one. Charlie and I really did a good job. Good. I'm proud of you guys. Yeah. I knew you'd do it, it one was, day. It was one of our best. I knew it was going to happen. <laughs> I had a great so, feeling. Yeah. Shout out to everybody who didn't hit unsubscribe or say, what is this garbage? So you really did. You got heat off of that. Yeah, I got subtle heat. But I was told to not do that anymore, like I meant to. Which is always, I always like getting disciplined for something that was an accident. Like, you know, if I had done it on purpose, yes, obviously. Well, don't screw up. That's the easy thing. Oh, wait, hold on. I forgot to read your sign. Do better, try harder. Got it. Oh, I actually used that in the wild the other day. My daughter did something ridiculous, like popcorn under the chair or something, and I already cleaned up. And I gave her a do better, try harder. That's, it, it works everywhere. It's quite efficient. So they said, now, I don't know how many people listening had to deal with a dang blackout over Christmas. I did. Maddie didn't. No. Dang snooty, hoity-toity, electric-having, lights-on <laughs> prep. You know, no, wait. So did yours go out? Do you know if yours was out because of the rolling blackout, or was yours out because of, like, a tree fell on something? No idea. Got both versions of the story over and over as the day progressed. Like, for instance, if I have some friends over in Sunset Hills, and some of them 
I don't know why they lost it. And then some of them, they lost it because a tree fell on, yeah. fell on a car and a power line. That's a bad place to have a power outage because the whole world wants to see their balls. I know. Well, they said that's why they they knew it would be on by, this was Christmas Eve day. Yeah. They said they, there was no way it would not be on. I also, I was talking to friends who live over there and they're like, it has been a nightmare for the last month. Jeez, we, the night that we went through there happened to be the running of the balls. Oh, and, God. And I didn't. <laughs> That's like the worst. If you don't know about this, Sunset Hills is an area in Greensboro where they put up these like wire light balls, and it was just a small patch of places that did it years ago. Now it's amazing. You can see it from space. It's an entire neighborhood. Yeah, the entire neighborhood, and it's spilled all over town. You know, lots of neighborhoods do them now. I do it, but they do the running of the balls, which is a charity. The five k through the neighborhood or something. Yeah, they do it. The family that kind of started the whole tradition. They've now started doing this. Um, for Second Harvest Food Bank, which is yeah, really cool. And they actually is. leave out a, a trailer all yeah. year for donations and stuff. So we went up there during the running of the balls, and all the streets were blocked off. You couldn't take a right off of Friendly to go into Sunset Hills. Yeah, no. Anywhere. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is not the night to do this. My 15-year-old niece was driving. <laughs> so I'm, I'm like trying to guide through, okay, go down here. You get past this, you can take a right, and then take another right back down into the neighborhood course there were triple double parks everywhere oh it's a disaster it's a disaster even when they're not doing yeah. running the balls but then they have to clear the street so there's nowhere to park and then then people are yeah like and, you said and a sea of people leaving the run too by the way with their blinky lights and stuff i remember one year we tried to go when my daughter was still in a stroller we tried to walk and go walk through the neighborhood and i didn't realize there's not sidewalks for a lot yeah. of it and so you're walking in the street in the dark with cars, cars everywhere. Then you're blinded and then you're not. And then there's leaf. Pile. Oh, and the leaf piles are out there, too. Yeah. It's a real fun, fun atmosphere. But but it's beautiful. It is beautiful. And it's made that neighborhood world famous. No doubt about it. Was it was on the Today Show. Yeah. So anyhow, all that to say my power was out Christmas Eve day. Yeah. And I don't know if there really was a rolling blackout. It's like Bigfoot. Nobody knows if it's real. They said there was going to be rolling blackouts, which is a load of horseradish because it's been cold before and the power stayed on. There yeah. was never anything like this ever in the history of cold weather. Now, again, you said it's been it's been cold before, but I don't think it's been this cold for this long. Yeah, it was. When, when, I mean, I barely remember every once in a while it would hit like 19. No, man. I don't remember it being in the 10s. Yeah, 2018 it was cold like that. I, I I think you're making that up. I'm not. I don't remember 2018. <laughs> that was, that was so then, long ago. Was it, what year was it we had that beautiful, wonderful snow on Christmas? Was it 12, 14 oh, years ago? Oh, no. Well, no, there was one where we got, remember, we got dumped on. Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, it snowed nonstop. That was the best, man. Yeah. I actually had lights on the bushes. This was at my old house. So the lights were shining through the snow. Ah! Oh! Oh! Yeah. oh! Oh, well, oh, now we got a good icing. Nah, didn't even get that. Just got cold and the lights went out. So, yeah, Christmas Eve morning, I got everything planned, right? I got everything to do and sitting there going, playing with my phone, you know, hadn't even really fully gotten all the way out of bed yet. And then I hear a noise. I'm like, what the hell now? Well, that's a new noise. So I go to the hallway and flip the light switch on. No light. It that's was weird. It was the sound of the fire alarm telling me that it wasn't getting any juice. That's what that that buzzing was. That's fun too. I always like that when there's no power, then something's yelling at you throughout the house. <sighs> and a good a good distant beeping is always fun. 
So it started getting cold in the house. I was worried about the sea monkeys because it was getting down to like oh, 50 God, something. Sea monkeys. Man, those sea monkeys are back strong. I know. There's you. so many in there now. There was the original two. I know. Who, yeah. you know, I was, I was waiting for them to die because, you know, they, all their friends were gone. Then out of nowhere the other day, there's all these babies. And then the babies had babies. Well, they were so low. Oh, well, that's weird. There's millions of them in there. And some of them are just like little tiny specks. They look like little specks of fish food. Just tiny. Well, just wait. They'll thin out again and then yeah. just be a circle of life. I thought it was over, man. I thought we were going to be pouring that thing out. But now we got a whole new generation. So it was cold in the house. I was worried about the sea monkeys, yeah. obviously. friend of mine, Mark, has the pet shop up at Friendly Center. And I checked on him because I'm like, if if we're out, they're out. Because that's how close I am to Friendly Center. It's like, hey, man, y'all got power at the shop? No, we don't. It's supposed to be. And then he wrote me back and said, it's a rolling blackout. It'll be back on at 11. I'm like, oh, sweet. No sweat. No problem. So I went out and did some eggnog deliveries. Get home. Power's still out. I'm pacing the floor. I'm looking at my neighborhood website. Hey, they say it's a rolling blackout or a tree fell. Either way, the power's out and we don't know when it's coming back. So I called Duke Power over and over and over. Finally, somebody said that they got somebody on the phone and that it was damage. Yeah, I I mean, I know they were saying that. And they were saying the rolling blackout thing. They were also saying now that Governor Cooper has been hitting them up being like, hey, we need to talk about this rolling blackout. Yeah. yeah. But again, I love <laughs> I love how certain neighborhoes are just prone to going out. Yours oh, goes out. Mine Sunset does. Hills goes out all the time. Well, we have the Mine above ground lines. Go out. You Knock got on wood. You got lines underground, don't you? Because uh, we're we're one of those neighborhoods where if a limb falls anywhere, lights go out. And sometimes it's literally my house and like two other houses. And it's great because that's not a priority. I was told there was somebody who lived real close to the hospital, and they said that, you know there was no chance of them ever going out because of that. I've heard of that, and I've heard of living on the same grid as the airport that your power will never go out. I live on the airport, actually. Oh, man. I live that's, out by the runway. That's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. The noise doesn't bother you? Do what noise? Well, you don't have to worry about Southwest making any noise. Oh, too soon. Gee whiz. What's going to happen with that? So here's a question. Like, I understand like being really upset at an airline who having, having to cancel flights, but wasn't a lot of that because of all the weather, like of yeah. where they were going, like they're trying to fly into cities like Chicago and, you know, New York and you know all these other things. And it's in the middle of this awful weather strip. I mean, sure. what got, you know, the, the Midwest to Northeast got crushed. Yeah, they did. So how is that Southwest's fault? Like, what were they, what were they supposed to do? Well, Buttigieg is saying that it can't be all weather. That that's that's a good excuse for some of this, but it's not bad weather anymore. So there's something else going on, and he's going to get to the bottom of it in his private jet. Okay, <laughs> he's he's he made it no problem, but to everybody <laughs> yeah, else, that's right. What I really love is like you know, we talked about it. It's like the uh, the pictures from the airport where all, everybody's luggage is there. Yeah, their bags are still there because they had to rent a car. But you know what that means. Huh is that means that those are going to one of those storage facilities if they don't get claimed, and then we get to buy their luggage. You'll never do it. We talk about doing that, and we never do it. I know, but it sounds so like, I mean, I bet there's some good stuff. There's a tampon and some pennies, you know? I mean, every suitcase. Sweet! Every suitcase has that in it right now. Yeah. Doesn't matter whose suitcase it is. That is really funny, because that was the case growing up. (laughs) Yes, every suitcase. (laughs) Like, you go in the closet to play with a suitcase. I need a suitcase. (laughs) 
definitely a tampon in there. Uh, that is really special. Every single time. That's mom's traveling tampon. <laughs> but yeah, I, I know we, we joke about it, but I get, if it's people coming home, that's the other thing. People coming home from travel vacations for Christmas, yeah. they got all that good stuff in their bag. Yeah, but you don't want their stuff, man. Let them have their stuff. We'll never go anyway. You know, underwear, clothes you can't wear, you know, some fruit. Maybe some guns and some peanut butter. You know, those kinds of things. But it would, God, they do one of those auctions here. You know, they do one of those luggage auctions right here. It was on a TV show one time. I know, I know. Do you know the other thing that's like that? Have you seen the bin stores? The, like, liquidation bin stores? Yes. Holy crap. I mean, where did that come from? It's like returns. It's all like pallets of Amazon returns. And these people go and they buy truckloads of pallets. Then they unload them at their store and throw them in these bins. And it's like Tuesday, everything's $2. I've seen that where people have done those, you know, they, they we bought a pallet yeah. and sometimes it's crap. Yeah. Sometimes it's like electronics. And yes. Stuff. Yeah. There's one, there's one on market street. I don't know how it works because they have the signs up like, Sunday's four dollars, Monday's a dollar. You know, it's it's a graded price thing. Right. But then you go in there and there's stuff, there's like a really nice velvet green chair. And how does that fit into this? I mean Well, maybe that's just a good that's where the owners sit and watch you as you as you dig through their bins and they laugh and laugh. <laughs> Look at you, you fools. Like the the LOL surprise balls that you love. Yeah, yeah. They had a whole bin full of those. I mean like half as tall as you are, all LOL surprise balls, and you go on the right day, dollar a piece. You know when you price those out in the store, those are $12, $15, man. And wh- who knows? It's a surprise. You don't know what's in that ball. It's a surprise. I've never... Did your kid ever get one of those? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, I never... We never had the LOL surprise. Was was the LOL part that like the surprise was usually something terrible, like some tax? No. Or chewed gum? How dare you? No, it's a quality surprise. <laughs> surprise! Quality surprise product. But uh, I, I need to get a better system on these bin stores because I feel like I'm missing out on piles and piles of crap. Well, maybe that- we just buy a pallet. What if we buy a pallet and split it and then, you know, we but just take turns? We got to unpack all that. Yeah, that's part of the fun. It is? And then we keep the boxes, and then next year, we fill it with uh, cat poop for all the porch pirates. You know what? In their face. Buying a pallet. You know, you you might be onto something here. Because if we buy a pallet, we could bring it here to work and sort through it. And then... We could bring it in the conference room. Right. And sort through it. We got a hand truck. We could truck that thing in here. Damn, you're about to talk me into this. Right, look, and then I'll get what I want. And then you'll take all the crap, yeah. And then you'll hoard it, uh huh. And then maybe sell it on marketplace. I don't ever sell stuff. Okay. Uh then you'll just have a bunch more crap. Yeah. Yeah, I'm running out of room. Or, 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 or you regift it. That's the ticket. Yeah. Now you're talking. Pay one money for the whole pallet, and then Christmas is taken care of. As in one of my gifts right here. There's Spider-Man hanging on a microphone. Well, I thought you loved Spider-Man. You oh. you used to be our Spider-Man. Yeah, where did you get that originally? Uh, my daughter won it at Ocean <laughs> City on the boardwalk. She doesn't know I re-gifted it, but she's, she doesn't know what she has. See? You want to hear something sad hmm. about <laughs> spoiled kids? Yeah, what's that? Her birthday. Now, she was busy. She had two plays going on and yaggity schmaggity, but she got some cool stuff for her birthday. It went into a bag. 
and it's still in that bag in her room. I think part of it is that you've set the bar so high on gift giving that you give her so much that it's too much. You think so? Yeah, I think you need to scale it back. You can't. Once you do it, you can't scale back. Yeah, we can. You say, this year I'm scaling it back. That's what we did to my kids. Well, I told her when we went to see The Who in New York, I was like, that's your birthday and that's Christmas. And she's like, okay. She knew that wasn't right. She knew. Yeah, but I bet if you had just given her like a couple key items, she would have been fine. Well, she really did think about me deeply when she bought me the movie time popcorn and snacks medley basket at the Christmas tree shop. Uh-huh. Still had the price tag on it and a bag of puffed coconut corn that was also from the Christmas tree shop. It was $6. I saw it. So, I mean, she puts a lot of thought into the gifts that she gives dad. Yeah. You know, that's neat. I had a real fun conversation with my daughter and I said, you know, I'm glad that you had a great Christmas and I really look forward to when my present shows up. Because I'm sure that it, it must just spill, still be in the mail or something. And she kind of made a look at me. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> neat. She gave you nothing. L- literally nothing. And she's what, 16? Yeah. Now she could have come up with something. I know. And I'm really easy too. Like she could have made me a bracelet or something dumb or painted me something. Yeah. Like I would have, I would have been very, but at the same time. It doesn't matter as much right. to me. Yeah. Like it's, I I still get the enjoyment out of giving gifts oh, to God, others. Yeah. And actually, the worst thing is that my wife has put us on a budget, um, which is something that you might consider, is to say, you know, we can't spend over two hundred dollars on each other. I don't spend that much. I think well, it's it's just volume. I'm a I'm a good shopper, but I I do a lot of things. I think you is- you do do a lot. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do do a lot. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but uh, that said, I still think it's great. You know, I like that idea, and it and it again, I love, um, I love giving stuff to people that I think that they legitimately mm-hmm. enjoy. Absolutely, there's nothing better than that. I like to get a, I like to get a tear out of it. If I can get somebody crying a little bit off a gift, you know, you're doing it right. Oh, that's impressive, and not just because you gave them pepper spray, right? <laughs> When you were 16 years old, now you had two parents, so this would have been easier on you. <laughs> when you were 16 years old, you went out and got your parents' presents. You went out with your dad shopping for your mom. You went out with your mom shopping for your dad, right? I think so. I mean, I I, I don't remember specifically, but I, I mean, I, I like to think that one parent would say, hey, we got to get something for your mom. Yeah. Now, now in divorce situation, uh, I long since stopped providing for, well, let's put this way. My daughter's mother has somebody in her life so if he wants to take my daughter to go find something oh interesting good good for them because i still buy daughter's gifts for her mom yeah i'm done with that but when i was the point is the point is man i had one parent when i was coming along and i would take my little bit of money like i remember going to the henderson drugstore on dabney drive with a ten dollar bill and buying things for my mom and my sister when I was a kid because it was walking distance from the house. But I made a point to do it. I mean, I'm not trying to, you know, tell you your daughter's awful. No, but I think that you also, that's in your nature. You're that you like to give till it hurts yep. in, in all situations. Yep. So I, again, I, I take this, <laughs> take it. <laughs> that's all I have. But, you know, I thought it was interesting. You know, they always talk about, and, and this is semi dark, but it's not. That, you know, kids in a divorce situation, it's like, I look at my kid, 
So she was coming over. So she spent Christmas Eve with her mom. Yep. And her mom took her over to her grandparents' house on Christmas Day. And then she came back to my house. So she was, she's like, on my way for Christmas 3. You know, and <laughs> it's like, that little son of a, you know, like, right. she's figured it out. Like, she actually <laughs> has made this work for her. Her parents, you know, marriage scenario worked out for her to get extra presents. Yeah, you know, my kid gets three of them, too. She does one with her mom. She comes to me. And then we have one with my family so, in so January. Even more. That's right. You still do Christmas 2. Christmas 2 is so much fun. And Christmas 2, by the way, happens this year just outside of the 12 days of Christmas. You don't know about the 12 days of Christmas, do you? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You mean the usual ones? Yeah. Do you know when the 12 days of Christmas start? No, that it's the same problem as the. Uh, I thought it led up to Christmas. The twelve days of Christmas starts on Christmas Day. Oh, the twenty fifth. So we're technically right now still in the twelve days of Christmas, and it it says here that it ends on January fifth. I always thought January sixth was what the country folks called old Christmas, or twelfth night. I guess is January fifth. But uh, yeah, so we're still right in the middle. Of the 12 days of Christmas. Uh, have we made it to the milking maids yet? <laughs> uh, did you see the thing about the woman? We talked about this uh, when you were out, but that someone has theorized that the five golden rings has nothing to do with jewelry and it's actually a five a five ringed uh, pheasant. It's another bird. No. Yeah, five no, golden rings. It's, none it's, of those are what they're supposed to be. The partridge in the pear tree is Jesus. The four calling birds are the four gospels. You know, so each one of those represents... Something. No, no, it's literally a partridge in a pear tree. No, because it was when you couldn't be Christian. Christians were punished for worshiping openly during this time. So they made everything in the 12 days of Christmas about something that was religious. Uh-huh. That's what all of those things are. Mm. The maids of milking. What was that? That's, you know, the preacher um, getting the milk. <laughs> what about the Lord's leaping? That's, you know, when you feel the spirit. <laughs> You can't sit still. It's that real Pentecostal. <laughs> but yeah. Shaking and crying. It, it makes me 
<laughs> it makes me so happy to know that we're still in Christmas right now. You know, because my tree stays up till January like seventh or eighth. Oh yeah, ours will be up through New Year's, and then it'll co- probably come down. But you know, it's interesting. I was, <laughs> I went outside on Christmas Day, mm-hmm. and my neighbor already had their tree on the curb. That, that hurts. Like me. that day, like yeah. they got up, said Merry Christmas to each other, and then they're like, "This is done." I just pictured them ripping everything from the, you know, yeah. from the walls and everything. Well, yeah, one of my neighbors had theirs out late that day too. It's that's that's crazy to me. Like I'm done. I'm done with this. Do you know what that could be though? This could be the early birds who got it like in early November, and they they had to get that fire hazard no, out of the house. There was I saw one. I saw one I'd never seen before. You know your traditional like Christmas trees, like that kind of piney looking one. Sure. It was one of those real bushy ones. Like, you know, it's got the real fine green uh, needles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hadn't seen one of those on the curb. A white pine, I think, is what is that those it? are. Oh, uh, it was real lush. and it. But it, again, it was real lush. And it still looked all right? Yeah. Well, they'll fool you. I remember one year when we were in D.C., you know, talking about being lazy. Uh, we lived on the first floor of an apartment building. So this is the only way that this worked. But we had wrapped the lights so tight you had to leave them on it. So yeah, we, but and then we didn't want to carry it through the house to get needles everywhere, so we just threw it out the window. Yeah, and then carried it to the curb. Later that day, I saw someone untangling the lights off the tree to take I, them. I was pretty impressed, dude. I did that a couple of years ago. I couldn't get the lights off the tree, and so I just put it out of the road like that. And then I found out the city won't pick it up that way. I had a friend of mine finally come get it for me. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I, I had them in there too tight, and I was just not going to fight it anymore. Well, then you see all the stuff about recycling your Christmas tree. Am I supposed to take it somewhere? Yeah. Well, I don't well think... the city will pick them up and do something with them. They'll make them into mulch usually. I, but what about feeding it to the goats and stuff? Go for it. No, I mean, wouldn't they come, come and get them? The like... goats? Yeah, they bring the goats out. <laughs> they bring them right to your house to eat your tree. Is that what you want? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, that'd be great. <laughs> you just curbside goat eating. Oh, that, and, hey, there's a million dollar idea. Oh, and I get to play with them. All we need is goats. And they'll leave me treats. Man, I had a thing. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast before, but when I was living in Virginia Beach, I lived on the third floor and I had a giant tree. This is the tree that fell a few <laughs> times and exploded my antique oh, no. ornaments because it fell so hard that it threw them against the wall and they exploded. So I ended up putting a wire, tying a wire around it and, and then screwing that into the wall, you know, to, to hold it up. Anyway, after Christmas, I was like, I am not doing anything with this tree. I'm going straight out here to the sand because we lived right near the beach. Uh-huh. I'm just going to leave this right out here in the sand. Everywhere I went, there was people milling about. So I'm walking up and down the road with a Christmas tree. So, like, so you're trying to dump it without being seen, but yeah, there's people everywhere. People everywhere. And so I'm just like <sighs> walking around with a Christmas tree back and forth. <laughs> I try to find a place to put it down. And there's a dude standing out there. And I'm like, hey, hey, man, a friend of mine is supposed to pick me up and haul this tree off. I don't know where he is. Can I leave it right here for right now? <laughs> He's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. But, I, you, why wouldn't... Uh, See, that's one of those things where you just, like, drop it and walk off like anyone's going to say anything. I, I can't be that guy. Why not? I don't know. I can't. Oh, so you'd rather look like weird Santa walking back and forth. This tree. Oh, it's like, <laughs> this is my penance. I have to walk with this tree. Oh, my God. It was a bad Christmas. Around and around. And then I was with some friends at a house. They were house-sitting. 
at this real nice house. And so, of course, they had us over for drinks out of the people's liquor cabinet and play pool on oh, their pool that's table. Oh, sweet of them. And look at the uh, funny toys in their drawer. But anyway, <laughs> so we're out on the deck and look down and say, I wonder what they do with their Christmas tree after Christmas. There's one right there off the deck. And then behind it, there's another one. And then further back in the woods, there's two more. That's the best. <laughs> I've seen that before. We've done, we, when we lived out in the country, I mean, we would just toss it off into the woods. And that's what I'm saying to you. They will stay green for a long time. They will hold their green for a year, maybe. Yeah, uh, I see what you're saying. So they may look green, but yeah. they're, they're dead. They're crunchy, man. Crunchy well, tree. And again, it was another year where we're like, God, this tree is hanging in there hard. Look at how much water it's going through. And then again, my dog walks by with uh, sap on her head. Yeah, I quit watering mine. It wasn't taking any water, so I'm just leaving it up to God at this point. <laughs> there ain't no water in there. It'll walk out. It, I got to go. This is ridiculous. It stopped drinking water. You know, you've heard the story. What do you think is the most stressful job? In America last year, the number one most stressful job. You'll never guess it. I still say air traffic controller after seeing, there was that movie, Pushing, was it Pushing 10? But that just seems like awful. That's not in the top 10. Really? Mm-mm. Doctor? Could you be more specific? A brain doctor. Oh, a pediatrician. Urologist. Yeah. Urologist is the number one most stressful job. I guess it's from getting peed on. Nobody, is, most people don't want that. Uh, that is a, you know, you have all these decisions you can make when you go to medical school and you decided that's the parts you want to be around all the time. Maybe they did really well on a placement test. <laughs> when you say placement, like what, what's this part? Where it's is a, it? Oh, I know where that is. It's a different kind of P test. Oh, yeah. I, I, that's anything in the medical field I think would be stressful. All of that stuff, man. I, I, I feel like I'd be good at that. I feel like I, I have a, an innate. You know, kind of, what do you call that? Uh, um, it's not an encyclopedic, encyclopedic memory? No. Is that it? <laughs> Away no, with words? I have, a, <laughs> I have an innate way of, you know, being able to fix things. Like, you know, taking my own cast off or taking my own uh, stitches out. or What are you, you know, talking about? Cutting, whoa, 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 a mole whoa, whoa. Off, cutting a mole off my face with scissors. You yeah. Know? Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, yeah. You're talking about, you're not talking about fixing things. Yeah. When you need something fixed, you give it to me. Hey, hey bro, I got some more glasses for you. What's wrong with my computer screen, bro? <laughs> but I'm, not talk, I'm talking about physical. I'm talking about human, you know, and, and physical things. I'm not talking about that. Oh, kind. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, doctor, what do I do about this growth on the inside of my mouth? I just keep biting at it. <laughs> Put a pin in it. <laughs> just, and if it doesn't get bigger, you're fine. Just chew on it until it either really bothers you or it goes away. Number two most stressful job, film and video editors. Isn't that wild? Really? Anesthesiologist assistants, yeah. judges and magistrates, okay. number four. Yeah. People's phone, life in your hands kind of thing. Phone operators, number five. That's still a job? I did not know that. It's hard to find one. We got a phone book in the mail the other day. Nuh-uh. Yeah. I didn't. I threw it out. <sighs> did you look to see if you were in it? No. Bruh. I don't have a phone. I don't. I mean, all I have is a cell phone now. I that, wouldn't be in there. That wouldn't be in a book? No. I don't think so. Wow. Is that different. how that works? I, I have thought it was no only idea. landlines. I, I don't get phone books anymore, but if I do, I'm going to look and see if I'm in there. Hmm. I uh, didn't even think of that. Acute care nurses, obstetricians. <laughs> acute care nurse. How you doing? Obstetricians and gynecologists at number seven. 911 operators at number eight. Yeah, that would be a lot. First line supervisor at retail, number nine. Especially on Black Friday. 
and nurse anesthesia anesthesist. How do you say anesthesia? Anesthesiologist? No, it's not spelled that way. But that's number 10. (laughs) (laughs) I would think that your air traffic control would be on there. I would think that a police officer would be on there. I would think yeah. a lumberjack would be on there. Radio DJ. Oh, oh no, we're going to run out of time. We're going to have dead air. Now that is, I had another one of those dreams the other day where I was supposed to be filling in on the afternoon show at Z100 in New York City. New York, New York City? City? And could not get there. Like got in the studio and was about to do my first break and got called out and was somewhere like in in the countryside. You know, and was missing my first break in New York. New York. Just New York. Yeah. yeah. Still have those dreams. I I still have a mix of the restaurant dream with the ticker tape going off, or I have the the radio dream where I'm playing a song, and for some reason, it is impossible for me to get the next song ready to go, yeah. so there's dead air. Yeah. Dead air being that nothing is playing on the radio, which is like... The worst of the worst. Friend of mine wrote a book called "There's Nothing Louder Than Dead Air." Oh God, Bob it is the, the worst feeling. Yeah, it's like white hot terror when you when something that we'll even have some where it's a quiet song and you're still freaking out. Like, yeah. oh God, what did I do? Sometimes it's very effective though. A little bit of silence goes a long way. I was listening to a station when I was just a kid. First got into radio, I was listening to RDU, and there was dead air for like long enough for me to go huh, there's nothing playing. I wonder what's going on here. And then the Beatles help started. And I was like, oh my God, that was brilliant. I don't know if it was on purpose, but that's help. You know, that came out of nowhere. It was so cool. Were they trying to tell you something? Were they, did you go, did you call the police? Yeah, of course I did. What happened? I had them come by. I was like, Hey, I know this is a little unusual, but I'd love to do a ride along. And they're like, sure. We'll we'll be right there. Oh, I thought you, you, you were going to tell the police that, you know, the radio is talking to you. And I was telling you that yeah, there was someone who needed help. I did. I was, I was like, we need to go up there, but I need to do a ride along. Oh, wait. Now they're playing. The beds are burning. And what we, does that mean? We just had the best time. <laughs> we rode around. Do you think people really do that? What? They do ride alongs with the police. They still do that? I think. I had a police officer who wanted me to do a ride along in D.C. and I was so scared of her. I would not. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. I, I did not want to do it. I was scared to death of her. I already said the one that I wish I had done that I never did was I got invited to go into like the behind the scenes at the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and I never did it. I should have done it. Ooh, that. you should have done rad. that. Yeah. That would have been like, you couldn't be in there acting stupid like you do. You couldn't be in there making your jokes. Yeah, no, you can you can act stupid behind the scenes. It's when no, they get sir. outside. No, no, sir. no, no. When they walk out, then it's it's all business. But I think I've heard behind the scenes that they're totally cool. Yeah, I want you to go in there and be goofy. See how that works out for you. <laughs> hey, guys. <laughs> I know who's in that tomb. <laughs> Disney. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. I think you should really go back and do it. I heard it. a comedian. He said that uh, he worked at Arlington when he was like a teenager, and he somehow managed to accidentally put out the eternal flame. <gasps> no, <Nuh-uh. laughs> But it came right back on. But he was like watering. Something went wrong with the hose and it, it splashed the. Uh, it was this comedian, Ari Shafir. That you, sounds made up. I, I believe it. Really? Yeah. Well, what about New Year's? Are you going out doing anything for New Year's? New Year's is going to be here in a couple of days. No way. No, I, 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 don't, I don't mess with New Year's. I used to. Yeah, well, we used to do hard. Used but, to tear it up. Yeah. God. God, how many times? It was so funny because I could tell I was getting older that I was white knuckling it, holding on to New Year's Eve, like or, um, to New Year's Eve, 
to midnight. Yeah. And then, you know, try to get a cab between midnight and one. No way. Get it. I walked home so many times. Yeah, I walked home. In various states of uh, either party gear or one year, it was from a wedding, so it was all dressed up. Um, did you sleep in the street? No, I did not. I made it home. Huh. Uh, one year, we were in- Show I, off. I, I got to go to Paris over New Year's. Whoa, that, see what I mean? That was terrifying. Why? Uh, they were lighting off fireworks in the crowd, um, and then it got real- uh, Anti-American? Gra- real grabby with the girls in our group. Oh. So we had to like make a wall. And then try to. Then we didn't know where we were, so we we walked like three hours back to our hotel. Yeah. It was a mess. <laughs> Sounds great. That's why we don't go out on New Year's anymore. No, I I've got. I am done. I am fully retired from New Year's Eve. Yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe. just not the same. It's not. Why isn't it? Because I'm not young. <laughs> yeah, but so what? I'm not 25. Put on the damn. Here's what you do. You do what my neighbors did a couple of years ago. Whenever you're ready, put on the countdown. Oh, we used to do that for my kids. Yeah, they're all over YouTube. Yeah, no, I. It's but it's six thirty. Six. Happy New Year! And then all you're right. then you're free. Just party it up until six thirty. Drop the ball. Go on to bed. Well, are you going? Are you gonna go out and party? I don't know, man. Have you been invited to anything? Just to Cafe Pasta. Well, so there you go. So what? You go there at what? So you go there for dinner at four thirty. Yeah, and I'm and- home by six. <laughs> having <laughs> well they do they give you uh, a party favor for free and you get a champagne toast oh nice i used to not be allowed to drink champagne because of some unpleasantness oh <laughs> but you know now i think i'm clear was that your your champagne was my tequila maybe <laughs> that's have you ever headbutted stuff till it broke <laughs> no i got left i got left at a bar and walked a long 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 way home and then climbed the fence instead of going to the gate uh-huh yeah that was a great one that was that was the the time i was told no more champagne for you that is a festive experience but now i'm free i ain't got to listen to nobody's mouth i'm gonna drink my champagne with two cups god i remember we used to work like working new year's and like we'd get everything set up for everybody, and then you know, happy New Year's! Like, all right, now get out. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to do this anymore. Well, happy New Year, everyone. Hey! We we do hope that you had the best Christmas ever. That your kids gave you something, and you uh, got to see their smiling faces while they opened a hundred thousand packages. And now you're getting ready to party like a rock star on New Year's Eve because that's just how cool you are. Hundred percent, I know yeah, this. No, a hundred percent. That is you. Oh, you gonna make a resolution this year? No. Now I'm still trying to decide if I want to do the dry January. I tried it last year, and I think I had to punch out. How long did you make it? Pretty far. I think I made it three weeks in, and then I just was like, "Why am I doing this?" Yeah. I was just, I don't know. I every every year I try to think about doing that, but then it's not worth it. It's not worth not drinking. No. <laughs> All I'm right. just not committed to it. So, yeah, for real, Happy New Year. Be sure that you subscribe us and like us. And if you would love to be part of this podcast ever, we need you. We'd love to have some phone calls. There'll be phone calls next week, 336-373-0987. Got a final thought over there? Uh, is it wrong? I guess you can't burn your tree out of your house, so you do have to carry it out. You probably can't control fire that thing. It's dangerous. If you try it, film it. Oh, okay. All right. Careful out there next time. <laughs> Bye. Get up, get up, get up. It's a get up show. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.